share a little something with you guys before we pray, before we go over the announcements that I have. I've got several things to tell you about. Uh, David writes in the book of Psalm, he said, let the lifting of my hands be as the evening sacrifice. Now, David was a worshiper. He spent so much time in worship. He defeated his enemies through worship. That's where he got the ideas on how to handle things, how to stand against things, to drive out the enemy. So what he's writing here is a key piece of information. And it's, it's not hard to understand what he's saying, but I want to break it down for you. He said, when I left my hands, Lord, before you, I want it to be just like the evening sacrifice that you told us to do. And what the evening sacrifice was, it was a sign that you wanted to meet with your father, Jehovah. When you did the evening sacrifice, God would come and meet with them and and spend time with them. And if you've been in his presence before, you know what I'm talking about because you can feel the weighty heaviness of who he is when you invite him to manifest himself, because he's already here, but he doesn't come in like a trumpet. He doesn't come in with announcement. He doesn't come in with vibrations and movements and, and all sorts of things like we think God would come in. He comes in in a still, small voice, in a quiet, and we begin to invite him in, then he manifests himself to us. So don't don't be ashamed to lift your hands when you worship. Don't be bound down by, well, I don't feel like I want to lift my hands because you're telling God, hey, I'm here. What if I came in here this morning and said, everybody that wants a million dollars in cash, lift your hands. Would anybody have an issue with lifting their hands? Well, God's saying, hey, if you've got an issue and you got you got something you need to talk to me about, then don't be afraid to get my attention. Say, hey, 
God, I want to meet with you. I want to know what I do in this situation and how I handle this issue that's before me. And that's, that's so vital for us at this time to just get in, get in a place, worship, lift your hands. Nobody has to be there. You can be all by yourself. You can be in a big crowd. You can be in the middle of Walmart. You can be going down the road. Say, Lord, I want your presence. I want to know you. I want to feel you. I want your weightiness, your heaviness, your spirit to be manifested on me where my physical body can feel it. You know, when they, when they built Solomon's temple and they dedicated, the heaviness and the weightiness of the spirit got so heavy they couldn't even stand up. They just had a fog come into the building, and they were all down on the gra ground. They couldn't even stand in his presence. Man, I want to see that and experience that and be in that presence. Anybody agree with me? You guys want that? Raise your hands if you want it. Lift your hands up. Say, yes, Lord, I want it. Well, Father, we thank you that we can meet here with you, that we can come before you, and we can testify about your goodness, your grace, and your mercy to all the world for everyone to hear and, and see our declaration about your goodness. And we receive it, Lord. We receive the heaviness, the weightiness of your spirit upon us, that we can truly be your church, be your people, that we can walk with you and talk with you and hear your voice and follow your instructions and do everything you've called us to do while we're here in this world, to drive out all darkness, all disease, all sickness, all fear, all oppression, Anything that's a burden upon people, we want to see driven out for your mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Bless your name. Okay, I've got several announcements to make for you, and there's quite a few of them here. Uh, first one is the online Focus Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow. They've got 30 families and 65 children signed up, and it's going to be online, so we need to pray for our leaders and our Families are going to participate as they minister to the children that they're in contact with and that all the, the media streaming apparatus will all work and function properly and be right on cue like it's supposed to and that we'll have things go smoothly to reach out and touch those families that need to hear more about the freedom of being in Jesus and with Jesus. Also, the IMO Christmas gift boxes for sponsored children are being shipped to the IMO cargo container or being shipped through the IMO cargo container, and they must be here at the church by the 18th of August, which is a week from today. Is that correct? Sunday? The 16th. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, 16th. Uh, they have the child's name and number on the outside, taped on the inside of the lid, and use a 12-quart plastic rectangular container and secure them all with packing tape because I'm sure they get beat around some. And you got to have a $25 custom fee that goes to IMO, and that's for them to get it into Haiti. And if you have any questions, contact Dreama Hedrick. You guys got a slide up for that? Good. All right, small groups are meeting uh, online and during the week via video conferencing. They got uh, on Mondays from 7 to 8, they got unoffendable group meeting online to understand forgiveness and learning and how not to be offended. And I think Dave and Terry, are you guys doing that together? Or? Okay, good. Uh, Stand Student Ministry for Teens uh, goes on online during the week, but because of the new arrival in Sam and Pajot McClung's uh, new household, they're not going to have it this week, but they'll continue online after that. 
this past Thursday, Sam and Joe and uh, Zeke and Brack welcomed in their new baby brother and their new son, Luke Fisher, and he's doing great. I've seen pictures online. He looks like a healthy young man. They're excited about that. We want to congratulate them. If you guys see him out or you see him on Facebook, give him a congratulations and a blessing. Uh, we're also studying the book of John on Wednesdays, having a discussion about the book of John. It's online. And here at the church, they're doing social distancing guidelines here if you come in uh, to sit in on that class. Celebrate Recovery, still meeting online on Thursday evenings. If you have someone you know that's dealing with uh, anything about getting recovered from any kind of bondage that they're in, have them get in contact with the Celebrate Recovery people, Susan Honecker or the church, and they can get you connected. Um, I've also got uh, my wife Judy and I and Chad and Jenny are doing videos and putting them on the Greenbar County, West Virginia Healing and Soaking Room website on Facebook. Anybody that would like to see some of the videos that we're putting together, uh, we're dealing with guilt, shame, condemnation right now, and we've been dealing with fear. So anybody that wants to view that, you're welcome to get on Facebook if you've got an account and view them. Uh, and let's see. Now we're going to talk about prayer and offer or giving and offerings and tithing. If you guys would like to give anything, of course, we've got the, uh, the buckets here that you can place your offering in. We've got the... Uh, kiosk back at the back that you can do a, a debit card or a credit card and you can go online and do at ramalife.com or you can use the Rama Church app on your phone if you'd like to use it. Of course, you can mail your offering to the church if you'd like to help with the ministry and feel led to do that. And please, by all means, be obedient to the Lord and contribute and let the work continue. One last thing, uh, I need to mention that they're giving away on the RaymaLife.com website, a free copy of Pastor's book, The Melchizedek Key. And there's some of the copies sitting right here. If you want to get a copy of it and take it with you, you're welcome to it. And if not, you can get it through the website. And now I'm going to let Senior Pastor Stuart Farley come and deliver what he's got on his heart this morning to share with you. Give him a welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Good morning. Everybody good this morning? Well, good. Andrew, you did a great job. I appreciate it. I tell you, you just uh, talking about the presence of God. I'm going to talk a little bit about that here in just, just a moment. But I hope everybody's doing well. It's good to see our visitors in. Good to see everybody that's here. Good to have all of you with us this morning. If you have your Bible, you can open to the book of Hebrews chapter uh, 12 with me. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm um, excited about the Word of God. Are you? Now, y'all are acting a little bit quiet. All right, I like that. I uh, want to talk about something today that I hope I get my point across. I hope that you have ears to hear. Uh, I'm going to begin making a couple of statements um, that, that some of you may or may not uh, think I should make a statement. Sometimes we talk about our confession and what we say, but uh, sometimes we have to understand that we're not making a negative confession, that we recognize that things are the way they are. And uh, I'm not trying to make a wrong statement, but I want to 
preface what I say or how I say this this morning so that you understand what I'm trying to say. The title of my sermon today is Born from Above. I'll explain that in just a moment when I talk about born again, but I've titled this message today, Born from Above. The first statement, the statement that I want to say to you that I want you to look you in the eye and say, life is hard. We face some things and deal with some things in this physical life that can be very difficult, very hard. I believe things for some may get harder, more difficult. The comfort that I have in understanding about being born from above and what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to say to us today is Acts chapter 14, the last part of verse 22 says, through much tribulation you enter the kingdom of God. Sometimes we won't go where God wants us to go because... It's hard. It's difficult. God's way is easy, and God, I, 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 don't, I don't think I'll have time. Sometime in the next week or so, I want to talk about my yoke is easy and my burdens light because sometimes the yoke of the Lord can seem like a hard thing when it's not necessarily hard if you understand it in its context. But I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ, our Lord, wants us to face life as it is, not as we would like it to be. Sometimes we think life is hard because we have an imagination of how we wish it was or how we think it should be and we don't accept things as they are when the Lord wants us to face things as it is. Why? Because he's made us more than conquerors. He's made us overcomers. To him that overcomes going to inherit all things. He's made us exceedingly, abundantly to, to do above all that we could ask or even think. We have so much power because we've been born from above. I want to say that. I want you to get this. I have... This talk today or this sermon today and I, I, I hope and pray that God gives us ears to hear and me words to articulate what I believe he's saying to us. I know some of you, when I make this next statement, you're going to think I'm on my pet peeve, and that's okay if you think that because I believe my pet peeve is right and anybody who doesn't understand my pet peeve are wrong. But the church, the body of Christ at large across all denominations, we have made the new birth preparing us to go to heaven. It's what we've made it. We've made the new birth preparation to go to heaven when the new birth is the power of God coming into your life to live here. That's, that's one of my pet peeves. Born again. Listen to this. Born again. The word again in the Greek language, 
the word again in the Greek language, one of the meanings, one of the meanings is from above. Look at the Greek dictionary, look up again, and it says from above, up, on high. Now listen to me. If we could recognize it, the new birth is Christ's gift to us to prepare us to face life as it is. We say life is hard. I'm saying it's hard. But you can face it as it is because you've been born from above. You have an ability and a power and an anointing to do things, as Andrew was talking, man, when you can just worship God and get victory, there's power. When you come into the presence of Almighty God, it's a powerful thing. What I'm trying to say to you is being born again is more horizontal than it is vertical. For some reason, the church at large has made it primarily vertical. Here's what we've said. Receive Christ, go to heaven. Receive Christ, go to heaven. Well, guys, between receiving Christ and going to heaven, for some of us who've been born again a while, there's a whole lot of life to live here on this earth that I need born again for. Are you with me? So, I wonder sometimes, and I really wonder this, We talk about goals. Dave's been talking and we've been teaching. We've been doing, I'm telling you, with the classes we've got going right now on John, it's been extremely powerful. I've learned so much. It's been so good. Unoffendable that we're doing on Monday nights is great. It's just powerful. There's, there's, there's so much there. But, 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 but we've been talking about what's your goal? Around here when we look at certain things, they'll say, what's your goal? Families should say, what's your goal as a family? What's your goal as an employee? What's your goal as a Christian? And I've come to the conclusion to understand that while I'm here on planet earth, is heaven really my goal? And you all have heard me say this a thousand times through the years, but it amazes me how every time People say, you know, I just can't wait to go to heaven. I just, heaven's my goal. I can't wait. Heaven's my home. And they get sick and they call me and say, Pastor, please pray that I don't die. Well, you mean you don't want to go to heaven? Well, not now. If heaven's your goal, let's achieve it. Is heaven really a goal? Well, I'm just saying to you, you can believe what you want, but I don't think so. Born again, is it to go to heaven or based on last week's sermon, is born again for me to go to heaven or is born again for me to see the kingdom 
of God in operation right here on planet earth because I'm going to read it in a few moments, but John made it clear in John 3 and 3 that you must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth. So I'm trying to get across today is born again to go to heaven or to see the kingdom. Listen to me. I believe. Say pastor believes. I believe born again is Christ's preparation for you and I to do his will here on earth. If we can't see his kingdom coming and we don't understand what his kingdom is, how do we know how to do the will of God? Because it says thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are synonymous terms in scripture. Why? Because he wants his will done here on earth. Listen to me say this. I hope you all know this. You and I have been born from above. I read this last week and I just want to make this so that everybody, and I know that when I'm done with this, I've especially having viewers, I'm not really worried about those of you that are here that's heard me preach through the years, but viewers that's on TV or watching this online, I, I realize I may make you mad, but it's okay. I still love you if you're mad at me. But if you want to hear the truth, you better keep listening because I'll tell you the truth. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22 says, but you have come... Let me ask you, when is have? Is that in the future somewhere or is that now? But you have come to Mount Zion and you have come to the city of the living God. You have come to the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to an innumerable company of angels. Have come. What if, oh, help me, Lord. Lord, right now, I just pray for everybody who's mad. What if, now, you don't have to believe what I'm saying just because I believe it, but I want you to know that I don't preach things I don't believe. I believe what I'm preaching. What if, everybody say what if. What if God's not trying to get you to heaven because he could get you there pretty quick if he wanted you there. What if God's not trying to get you to heaven? What if God's trying to get heaven into you? What if? Well, you don't have to believe that. I could be wrong. But for all of you who've made heaven 
streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl, for all of you who've made heaven a cubic square, some planet three miles south of Mars, for all of you who are into that, let me just read to you from Revelation chapter 21, verse number 2 says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now notice what he said. I, John, saw the new city, Jerusalem, coming down, or does it show us going up to it? What's the scripture say? Is that up there? Oh yeah. Get you out any translation you want. Go look it out in the Greek. It says, I, John, saw the new Jerusalem, the holy city, coming down. Revelation 21, verse 9 and 10 says, Then one of the seven angels who was who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, now watch, here's what he's saying. Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem. What's that next word? Descending out of heaven from God. New Jerusalem coming down, New Jerusalem descending. It doesn't say I'm going to it. It says it's coming down, descending, it's coming to me. Well, that means thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven gets answered. That's going to be or that is an answered prayer. How do I illustrate this? This is where I'm going to do something I have never done before, but I'm going to do it anyway. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, I want to take a moment today and I want to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Let me just read you this encounter that she had. In Luke 1, verse 28, every time now I say Luke, you know I think of Luke McClung. Little Luke's here. I'm preaching on him this morning, okay? Luke 1, verse 28, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor with with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne, the throne 
of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. How long? Forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now let me just ask you a question. Follow me here for a moment. Jesus, the Son of God, born on earth. Jesus wasn't in heaven before this. Jesus was born on earth. Christ was in glory. It was Jesus Christ. Jesus was born in a manger. And this is the prophecy of Jesus being born. And of his kingdom that he came, of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? I'm a virgin, she was saying. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, talking about John the Baptist, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, now I want you to catch this, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your Word. Let me say it to you this way. Let it be to me according to your rhema. That word for word there is rhema. Let it be to me according to your rhema. And the angel departed her. Here's what she was saying. When she said, let it be to me, she was saying clearly, what you have spoken to me I have received unqualified. Let it be to me according to your word. Now, notice back in verse 33, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Here's what I want you to see. Mary, highly favored. God looked at her and he says, the angel of the Lord says, you will conceive and bring forth a son and the Holy Spirit entered her. She conceived and what we have listen to me, from Mary's life is a birthing from heaven. Christ of glory was birthed in a body in Mary and he came from heaven. Jesus came from heaven. Why? Why did Jesus come from heaven. Listen to me. To do God's will on planet earth. Help me, Lord. Consider what I'm saying to you, please. 
Will you please at least consider? You don't have to agree with this, but just hear me out. What if this is a model for the new birth? What if, just like the Holy Spirit came in to Mary and conceived in Mary and she bore Jesus, what if the Holy Spirit when we accept Christ comes into us and what he's trying to do in what we call a new birth is the birth of Christ on the inside of us so that he may grow and mature and develop and become a full-blown human being living on the inside of us. What if this is a model of the new birth. You don't have to accept that, but that's just what I'm, I'm saying to you. She became pregnant with the birthing of something from heaven into earth. She is a vehicle of God's purpose and life on the earth. Mary, you are highly favored among women to do this. Listen to me. I'm not so special because I choose God. But I'm pretty special because God chose me. You're not real special just because you choose God. You're special because God chose you and decided that he was going to come and that his presence was going to be around you and that he was going to live on the inside of you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our response to that should be Mary's response. Let it be done to me according to your word. It's my prayer for us today. My prayer is that everyone who hears what I'm trying to say is that you open up to your heavenly father and say, let it be done to me according to your rhema. That should be our response to God when he comes to speak to us. There's a couple things here that I want you to see. I don't want to get ahead. Well, let me, let me say this before I get to that. I'm convinced that we've encountered the presence of the Lord and the voice of the Lord 
many times before we ever really accepted the Lord and began to follow Him. Okay, it's hard for me because I was raised in church, born in church, grew up in church. There's never been a time in my life when, when I didn't realize, even though there were years, I didn't really try to walk with God or follow God in those early years. And, and, and I had all kinds of con- concepts of what I, I thought it was. And, but, 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 but I believe with all of my heart, you know, I, I used to hear them say that, you know, how bad I was. I had this opinion of how bad I was. But, you know, it's amazing to me how many times I felt the presence of God when I wasn't walking with him. It's amazing to me how many times I heard the voice of the Lord. When Andrew was talking about his presence, you don't realize that when his presence comes, that's, that's exactly our first, our response to the presence of God ought to be, <laughs> let it be done to me according to your word. Every time you feel his presence, we should be grateful. An attitude of gratitude ought to come in that I can actually tangibly, tangibly feel the presence of God. The greatest prayer that I've had for this church over the years is when people walk into this building, don't let them see the building. Let them know, Lord, your presence resides here because if they know that and they begin to feel his presence, they will begin to understand that He resides inside of us and he's here. Now, I've had all kinds of encounters with the Holy Spirit with his presence. We all have. We can talk about it. but, but, But I believe with all of my heart, God wants to reveal himself to us. Now, there's two ingredients here that I want to talk about in setting you up for where I want to go. But the first one is his presence. Can you say his presence? How many times have you and I been in the presence of God and honestly didn't know what to do with it? I can't tell you the times that I have been in God's presence. I have felt his presence and I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do with his presence. Talking about his manifest presence. I'm not not talking about just how he is omnipresent. I'm talking about his manifest... Been in his presence, didn't know what to do. The second thing I want to deal with, and and I want to make a distinction, but the second thing I want to deal with is not only just his presence, but I want to talk about his voice. Can you say his voice? Now, the word logos is in the Bible, and it's used 334 times. Times. Logos. This is the Logos. Now I want to be careful that you don't minimize the Logos because I want to talk about the word Logos and then I want to talk about the word Rhema. Can you say Rhema? Rhema, I've used a lot of ways through the years and I've talked to you because that's our name, that's what we go by and that's what we're looking for is the Rhema of God. But Rhema simply means, it's not just the voice I read, it's I heard a voice. It's when the voice in the word jumps off the page into your heart. When God speaks to you, it's a clear voice. That's the rhema. She said, be it unto me according to your word. That word there was not what was written. It was according to what God was speaking to her. The Lord spoke to me and I'm saying to every one of you, not only do you feel the presence of God, I'm saying to you, God wants to talk to you. And let me help you something. He speaks your language. 
He knows where you are. He knows what to say to you in a way that you can hear it. Now listen to me. Logos, the Word of God, the Logos has been designed to teach us how to respond when we hear the rhema of God. I have this book that guides me in knowing what to do when God begins to speak. He speaks to me so the Logos is preparing me to give him a proper response when he shows up in my house, in my living room, in my bedroom, when he shows up in my car, when he shows up on the street, when he shows up at work, when he shows up wherever I am, when he shows up anywhere I may be, the word of God gives me and should have prepared me for a proper response when God speaks to me. So let me ask you, when he shows up, what should our response be when God shows up? I really like what Andrew said because it goes right along. Our response when he shows up should be, let it be done to me according to your word. Y'all know hold them up. You know what it means hold them up? That means you surrender. I grew up playing cowboys and Indians and when they walked in, held the gun and said, held it. When the presence of God comes and he wants to talk to you, let it be done to me according to your word. Matter of fact, will you just do that with me right now? Will you lift your hand and say, let it be done to me according to your word. Listen to me. When that happens, the new birth takes purpose in your life. He didn't give you the new birth just to take you to heaven. He gave you the new birth so that you could do his will right here on planet earth. The new birth is not just an experience to take us to heaven, but a purpose that God has to use us for his purpose right here on planet earth. See, here's what I'm convinced. The purpose of God saving you was not just to take you to heaven, but he wanted to use you for his purpose here on the earth. Yeah, I got a purpose for you on the earth. And if you'll allow me, I will use you in the purpose that I have right here on the earth. Do you know I believe that God had a purpose for people to come to Rama Christian Center and help us build what we've built, do what we do. Over the years, we have given over two and a half million dollars to missions. Yeah, it wasn't wrote in one check. It was every month a check is written and sent. Every month, month in, month out, week in, week out. Over the years, we've done multiple things because God had a purpose in saving us. God had a purpose in bringing us together. 
God has a purpose for our lives. Now listen to me. In this section right here where we talk about Mary, this encounter with Mary, if you really go through and study this, you're going to find about five encounters where Mary uses the kingdom, where it's used here. You know, it, it, I realize it says of his kingdom, but he talks about the kingdom of David in, this, in these 10 verses. He talks about his kingdom has come. He says, you've been chosen, and the reason been chosen is to do a work in his kingdom. He says, you're highly favored. That favor is about his kingdom, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. All of that right there, and here's what I'm trying to say to you. Could this be kingdom purpose where I begin to see the kingdom? I want to make a statement that I'm wrestling with. You don't have to agree. I'm not sure I agree. Is it all right for me to preach something I ain't sure I agree with because I don't know it all? But you know, the Bible says in Revelations there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And if I'm born again, how am I going to see a new heaven and a new earth? And maybe he wants to birth inside of me a new heaven and a new earth right on the inside of me. Because he said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I can't see heaven and I can't see what he's doing on earth, how can I see a new heaven and a new earth? Well, you know, pastor, this whole thing's just going on and on. I, I, man, I'm getting in trouble and I know it, but that's okay. You know, pastor, things are just going to get worse and worse and I tell you, before the Lord gets too far in this thing, we're going to have to get out of here so the devil can take over. I don't think that's what God had in mind when he sent Jesus. I do not believe in an escape mentality. I got up this morning and somebody said, Pastor, aren't you worried about Antichrist? No, because Christ lives in me and greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Pastor, you better watch out. The No, he better watch out. We're up. We're awake. We're praying thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And Lord, if the devil needs put in his place that my elder brother has already put him, I'm here. Well, sorry for all of you that want to escape and let the devil have it. I'm not ready. Well, none of that was in my notes. John 3 Verse 3, I want you to catch this. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let me say it to you like this. Unless one is born from heaven, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born from above. Now hear me. Hear me say this. Right now, there is an intentional, invisible government on planet Earth called the kingdom of God. And nobody on planet Earth can see it unless they are born again. 
What's sad is I know a lot of people who've been born again who aren't looking for it. But he said, you must be born from above. If you're not, you can't see it. Now listen to me say this. Guys, this kingdom is more than the church. What is it? It's the purpose of God right here on planet earth. And hear me say this, that purpose supersedes anything and everything going on on planet earth. Here's what I'm trying to get us to see. If you're not breathed upon by the Holy Spirit in the same way that Mary was breathed upon by the Holy Spirit, and if the Holy Spirit hasn't come upon you, you are never going to see this invisible government. But if you've brought Christ into your life, we, God's children, We've not understood the nature of this invisible government that he has for us. So watch. Verse 3, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom. Look at verse 5. Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter that invisible government. What are you saying? What do you mean water and the spirit? You know, when we accept water baptism, I believe we're saying to the world, I'm no longer a part of this world. I'm participating in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. I am now a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I begin believe that God begins to try to open our eyes so that we can see his kingdom and he will begin to work in your life that you begin to participate in that which most of the world doesn't even know that it's around. Am I getting this across? I knew I couldn't get finished. He says in verses 6 through 8 there, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit. Don't marvel that I say you must be born again. The wind blows, the spirit comes where it goes, and you can just know the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it comes from, where it goes, for so, every, so is everyone who is born of the spirit. Here's where I want to close. Lord, do it unto me according to your word. I desire you and I to be people that see the kingdom and that God can use us for his eternal purpose. Listen to me. If he wants to heal somebody, let him choose you to do it. If he wants to deliver somebody, let him do it through you. 
let it be done to me according to your word. Well, I just don't believe that could happen to me. Mary didn't believe that she could have a child when she was a virgin. That just don't happen. With God it can. Say it with me. Let it be done to me according to your word. So Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth through us just as it is in heaven to be continued.